Hello and welcome back to the channel. Today's going to be a little bit more chill of an episode. I'll be spending some time with some amazing guests as well as hanging out with you guys in the chat. Today's topic is just going to be, you know, how we fell in love with Star Wars, why, what it means to us, and just about this amazing community that we all get to be part of and share. Uh, so looking forward to having that discussion right here on the High Ground Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because I haven't quite done one that is this format before. Uh, essentially, what I am going to be doing is, you know, we're just going to be chatting and talking about how um, we got into Star Wars, you know, what made us fall in love with all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I want to start by going around the room, and we'll have you start by saying who you are, um, uh, where we can find you and and your stuff, and then also, if you're in Star Wars, what faction do you belong to? You can choose any, if, you, if you're going to be a, a Mando, or a Jedi, or uh, one of the part of Kanjur Club, like, you know, go, you can go, go wild with it. Uh, for this one, I'm going to start with with AJ first. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Um, I'm AJ, um, Jedi Starkiller on TikTok and the SK base pretty much everywhere else. Um, like I always joke, the SK is a soup kitchen for legal reasons. Um, <laughs> but if if I were in Star Wars... I always say, like, I, I want to be a Jedi. Like, I believe the Jedi are the right way to go, but I just don't know if I got it in me. I, I think I end up being a Sith. And I, I, I'm one of those reluctant Siths who eventually is just like, oh, well, screw it. I guess this is who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can definitely see that. Um, by the way, anytime you say soup kitchen, I think of Dirty Mike and the boys. I don't know if that, uh, <laughs> if that rings for you, but uh, it's all good. Um, and then we have uh, Star Wars Santa. Oh, oh. Uh, I have uh, my my YouTube channel, Star Wars Santa, and I'm active in the in a nerds community as well as uh, several others. There's, Thor Skywalker's Discord and Star Wars Explains Discord. And um, I try to participate in Star Wars discussions and just spread a little bit of uh, positivity throughout the fandom and uh, what I love about Star Wars. So uh, that you can find me in all those kind of places. And uh, and I suppose a Santa falls into the Jedi. Uh, so we'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, as Santa, yeah, you can't be naughty, right? I, I think. Right, you gotta I, I would, watch. I would think. People are, yeah, people are always watching. You gotta, you gotta stay on the nice list. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Cal? Hello, uh, my name's Cal or Cal Four. Uh, I'm on TikTok now, actually, as of today. Uh, as a creator on there, uh, just at Cal4, and then on Instagram as well as uh, Cal.4 there. And I have been doing a bunch of miniature painting and learning how to do stuff there. So that's kind of what's on my Instagram more so than anything. Um, but as far as 
who or what faction I would belong to. I would want to be a High Republic Jedi. I mean, I think okay. everybody would want to be a Jedi of some kind, but I feel like my luck would... I would be not force sensitive, so I would actually probably just wind up being like a smuggler or a freighter or something like that, or a freighter captain or something like that. But I would want to be a Jedi if I could. Hey, there's always the Jedi Service Corps. Like there, there's always Pretty the true. Service Corps. Yeah, but there's there's also uh, the Jedi Corps that just like does farming and, and plants and stuff, like the Agricultural Corps. Uh, <laughs> and last but not least, we have uh, Aaron joining us as well. Hi, um, my name is Erin. You can find me on TikTok. It's Erin, uh, but it's kind of spelled phonetically. So it's E-H-H-R-H-E-N-N. Um, I cosplay. I, um, I like Marvel, but my first love, of course, is Star Wars. Um, and as far as <laughs> a faction I belong to... Um, like AJ said, I, I, I desire to be a Jedi, but I don't feel like I would be because I <laughs> like the dark side a little too much. So <laughs> I don't know. I've always really liked the idea of like the Inquisitors and stuff. I always thought that was like a really cool group. So I'm kind of kind of drawn to them. <laughs> so I go between like, I want to be a Jedi or do I want to hunt Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> sensitive people. So yeah. Either either way, the Jedi are involved, so I I do appreciate that. I, I'm like the exact opposite. I'm the person that wants to be a Sith, but like knowing me, I I wouldn't be. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we, we're we're all here. I want to change gonna... my answer now. I I was looking at chat and I I saw something that I completely forgot of. I would want to be taken into the Chiss Ascendancy. Ooh. That would be awesome. Like specifically recruited to be, that would be awesome. I I love it. I love it. Uh, and then real quick, we got uh, uh, got. I keep forgetting how to pronounce your name. Syrian, Kieran, Kieran, Kieran's in the chat. Uh, Julia, Christine, um, Conher, Fahey is always here, and love that guy. Um, Harith is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Liam, uh, Master Twenty One Eighty Seven, Dark uh, Dark Side. Ah, I see. I see what you did. You ever like read someone's name and you don't? It doesn't connect until you say it. And all the time. <laughs> normally, it's something that's inappropriate or terrible that I do that with. But yeah, uh, Sabi's in the chat. Saka. Um, yeah, there's an awesome group of people here. So I, I appreciate all of you guys out here hanging out. Um, yeah, please, please follow all these guys because they are all wonderful. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I just wanted this to be just like a, a fun conversation where we're talking about. You, I've been able to connect with all of you guys like amazingly. This has been a hard year for, for me. Um, for <laughs> For, you know, work-wise, uh, for people that look like me-wise, <laughs> there's just been, been lots of stuff going on. And so I'm super grateful for this community because I started making TikToks on May 3rd of, of last year. And um, you guys have, like, carried me 
through throughout this whole thing. And so I, I appreciate it. And so everyone's got their own journey. I, I got to ask, and I'll start with, uh, with, with Santa. How, how did you, how did your journey with Star Wars begin? Like, how did you find it? Well, I, my, my memory comes from the summer of my 10th birthday. So uh, I was born in 1967. Quick math tells you uh, what movie I was watching. So, <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I, I, uh, the first memory I have of ever going to a movie theater was uh, seeing the Tantive Ford fly over, followed by the Destroyer uh, that just kept getting bigger and bigger. It was mind-blowing. The way that movie opened, uh, and it hooked me right away. And uh, you get lost in your imagination. And so Star Wars became uh, huge for me uh, just off of that, that memory as a 10-year-old. And then right after that, Superman uh, came out. And, uh, so Star Wars and Superman were were my childhood. <laughs> and uh, as I got older, I got in Dungeons and Dragons, different things like that. But uh, always uh, home base has always been Star Wars. And uh, then with my my uh, oldest daughter was born in 91. Uh, so she came up through the prequel era and was able to share those movies with her as they came out. And then uh, my youngest daughter is uh, in college right now. And we were able to go through the sequel era with her in the theater. So Star Wars has been uh, really, really special to me in, in my childhood and raising my kids. That's awesome. I, I love it. Um, I don't have any kids myself. I've tried watching it with uh, Suki, my dog. Uh, she doesn't seem to care very much. <laughs> but when I when I have kids, I'm going to play them around when something's being released. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, how about you, Cal? Uh, so for me, I grew up uh, watching the original trilogy, obviously not in theaters. Um, but when I was very young, about five or six, uh, I was kind of introduced to the original trilogy and was, you know, impressed and enjoyed them. Didn't think a whole lot of them. They were, they were good movies. And it didn't sink in into like an obsession until I was, I want to say eight when uh, episode one came out in theaters. And that's when it all just clicked and hammered in my love for star Wars and just watch going to theaters and watching the uh, prequel trilogy in theaters, just the hype that was around it as a kid. Um, and, you know, just growing up with it ever since I remember being super young and actually seeing books and thinking there were other movies too, <laughs> and being like, Oh my gosh, there's just so many movies, but it was just, you know, like old uh, legends books and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no, for me, it was I, I kind of grew up with the prequel era, uh, getting to watch those as they released. And then just everything after that has has kind of, you know, been an obsession as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Don't I know it? Don't I know it? Erin? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so same. I um, I have three older brothers who all loved Star Wars. I feel like as a baby, I just knew who Darth Vader was. I knew who Yoda was and Obi-Wan. Like, I feel like I've always known who those characters were. Um, and I've always saw like bits and pieces of the originals, but you know, 
like Cal was saying, not until I was, um, you know, about nine or 10 when the episode one came out. I was like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget seeing the movie poster of little Anakin Skywalker walking in the desert in the shadow of Mm -hmm. Darth Vader behind him. I was like, oh my, like this, this is Star Wars. I have to see this. Like, this is what my brothers talk about all the time. And um, yeah, I just, I definitely remember everyone being so excited and man, what a time when the prequels are coming out, being a kid, that was that was when I started to get into Star Wars. But I think the scene that really uh, sold it for me was the pod racing scene in episode one. Um, man, I loved it. I, it was awesome. Yeah, that scene. Oh, my goodness. I, I just still still the sound design on that is some of the yes. best in in Star Wars. Like, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention that, like. Obviously, the Star Wars music is so beautiful, but for that whole scene until like the end of the pottery scene, uh, scene, there was no music. So all you had were all these like sounds and noises. I remember being in the theater and feeling like I was there. And <laughs> man, it was such an experience. So that was that was it for me. <laughs> I still have the like boost sound of pod racers like burned into my mind from just episode one in general, but also like the, the star Wars racer, the pod racing game for the Nintendo 64, just (laughs) the sound design for the pod racers. You nailed it. Yeah. That's, they were so good. So iconic. It's that was also like my first experience with surround sound. Cause that's like when surround (laughs) sound was coming out like at home. And so when Soboba is right behind you with that, and then the music just starts to creep up at the very end. Oh, it's just it's beautiful. Um, how about you, AJ? Um, yeah. So I mainly like I got into before I got into Star Wars. I was into fantasy books a lot. Like fantasy literature was one of my big things. And my mom, in addition to, funny enough, um, my mom was 10 years old in 1977 too and went and saw um, episode four. And so like she had, she had grown up with it and then introduced it to me when I was a kid. Um, and then funny enough to piggyback off Cal, I was 10 when the Phantom Menace came out. So same thing where like, that was the moment where it all converged for me. And so I went from reading just high fantasy books like Lord of the Rings and Dragonlance and all this sort of stuff to going, holy crap, there's Star Wars books. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like, so you mean I get laser swords and spaceships and space wizards and like this whole rich universe of books and movies. And yeah, I, I was hooked specifically when I started reading the books. Awesome. And I happen to know for a fact that Element 7 in a chat just exploded when you mentioned Dragonlance. Um, <laughs> he can't find anyone else who's who has read it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we have some people in, uh, in the chat sharing theirs, like uh, Master2187 um, got uh, brought the DVD set of the prequels and original. And he absolutely loved Attack of the Clones. And um, Star Wars lawyer Chris was watching the original trilogy on VHS with his brother. Uh, 
Fern was, you know, was reading Star Wars books. Um, Julie Christine, her introduction was our Obi-Wan action figure. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't remember if it was hers or her brother's, but um, <laughs> so made up so many amazing stories. Uh, Harith was introduced by his father with the 2006 special edition DVDs when those came out. Um, For him, Michael, Michael Rito always shot first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Michael Hubbard mostly got into Star Wars after seeing Episode Nine in theaters several times. Um, Dark Side between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope is where where he started. Um, let's see here. Jesse was like three when his dad, you know, bought him the prequel films. But it's cool because we have so many people of all these different age groups and all the stuff. And we all discovered Star Wars at at different points, and. It, we can come together as this one community and just like hang out and talk and have fun. Uh, there was a bunch of like drama on Twitter today. I, I just saw in regards to, to Revan because someone was talking about how, oh, there's all these new people, but they don't even know who, who Revan is. And you're like, first of all, why, why do you always have to mention Revan? Why, why is it always <laughs> Revan? Like, I like Revan. You're making us look bad, you know? I think, I think it's just with, with how impactful KOTOR was when it came out that like, I mean, it was it was in the time gap between the prequels and sequels to where, as far as I can remember that, the Old Republic era itself was one of the big highlights between the prequels and sequels. So it was what a lot of people clung on to to get through, like, the Star Wars drought, myself included. <laughs> so for me, it was it was very much so like a, a, a Band-Aid for, for lack of Star Wars. And so it makes sense why some people will be like, oh, you know, if you don't know this character, then whatever. But it's, it doesn't make you a less valid fan if you have no idea what a video game character is. Like, it, yeah. if you've even only seen, like, you know, one of the movies or one of the shows or even just pictures, and like, oh, that's cool, but you're a fan. Like, if you like it, you like it. That's all that you need. <laughs> yeah. I literally told my mom today, um, do you know who Revan is? And she goes, who? And I went, sorry, you're not a fan anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's sad, you know. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Connor Fahey, the, the 2003 Clone Wars was the first thing he remembers watching. Which is, that's an nice. interesting uh, entry point, but I, I like that. Uh, um, uh, so why of, of all franchises I haven't seen anything quite like Star Wars in how it has brought people together um, you know what I mean I, I, there's, there's nothing that has this level of, of depth um, you know we, we even get Star Wars celebrations and cons and stuff like that that are you know, I, I'm sure you know Marvel is getting to the point where they could do their own con, but it's still not quite the depth there. At least, not in my opinion. Why? Why is why Star Wars different? Uh, I'll go to Cal first. Ah, uh, I mean, that, I mean, it's a good question. I, I would argue though that like Marvel has Comic Con and stuff like that, like the whole seen around comics in general, I feel like is thanks to Marvel and DC. Um, but star Wars, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, it's, it's always hit different. I don't know if it's the messages that 
are are persistent through Star Wars. I don't know if it's the timing of it all, catching it when I was as young as I was in theaters and just having my mind blown. And uh, some of it, too, I think is the toys as well. I mean, we can't argue that people, you know, even adults, myself included, are still like, I need a lightsaber <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's like, I mean, it. I don't know. I think I think as much as I like superhero stuff, there's always a bit of a disconnect because, like, oh, you know, superheroes and things like that. Whereas with Star Wars, we think about it, you know, galaxy far, far away, long time ago. We don't know if it didn't happen. There's always those moments where you're sitting on your couch and the remote's just out of reach and you just hold your hand out and you're like, maybe. <laughs> so, so, like, I, I feel like there's those moments more with Star Wars for me that that it's a deeper connection for me than, than with like Marvel and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? Um, I think there's a lot of just real life parallels, even though it's, you know, this space galaxy adventure, sci-fi fantasy. I feel like, um, a lot of the messages about choices and your friends and, duty and and good and evil and family and i think ultimately love that's like the first thing i think about when i when i think about star wars i'm like it's just a big love story like of course we have like all these you know lightsabers and really cool ships and stuff but i I just feel like it's something that everyone can relate to and so, yeah, I mean, you know, like Cal was saying with the superhero stuff, like it's cool, but like I can't relate to having super strength. I wish I had super strength, but I can relate to, you know, redemption or making a bad choice or, you know, about my family or legacy. I can relate to those things. So I think it, in a way it is, a it, for me, it's deeper. So, Yeah. Uh, you know, when I saw you uh, cosplay Monica Rambeau, I'm pretty sure you had super strength there. Uh, <laughs> hey. I might have, I might have got it a little bit. <laughs> I felt it. Uh, how about you, AJ? Sorry, I was sorry. Okay, sorry about that. I had, <laughs> I was sending a, a message really quickly, trying to get um, stuff going on there. Um, I think the reason that Star Wars, one of the reasons that Star Wars is just like so pervasive, and it's one of the reasons that comics tend to be as well, is that at the end of the day, and I know some people hate to hear this, it's for children. Like it's it's designed to be for children, which means it's multi-generational. It's full of like these lessons like Aaron was talking about, these things for you to learn and It's so nuanced and so well thought out that the lessons that children take away from it can be analyzed as you grow up. You can look into them and see more. And it's just, it's a lesson that never really, you never really stop learning. And they're universal lessons that cross all sorts of boundaries and they cross cultures, they cross generations. It's just like so much more than just a science fiction story or a fantasy story or anything like that. It's, it's just this thing full of themes that are simple enough for a child to understand, but also complex enough 
that they continue to teach us things as we get older. And Star Wars has just been, in my opinion, one of the best franchises at threading that needle of being silly, silly laser swords on one hand and funny, you know, funny little aliens like Yoda getting into fights with R2-D2. But at the (laughs) same time, Yoda telling you, you know, um, the greatest teacher failure is, you know, like there's just so much of a balancing act that's been handled so well with this franchise. Yeah, I I like that a lot because it's it is like you said it's multifaceted. It can hit everyone in your family, everyone in every generation, and at any age, and still be applicable. Um, uh, your thoughts on it, uh, Santa? Yeah, you know I thought uh, Aaron did a really nice job because uh, one thing that you see general generationally carry through with Star Wars that maybe isn't quite as much as others is that emotional connection you have to a character or a story. And I know for me, that's what pulled me into the sequels deeper than the prequels. I didn't have the emotional connection to uh, the story or the characters in the prequels that I did in the sequels. And uh, when you're able to emotionally connect to something uh, in a a really deep way, then uh, you can forgive some of the... uh, (laughs) maybe flaws of the movies or the stories and get lost uh, in that uh, space fantasy. And, and, and I, I put it that way because uh, during that, that dark era <laughs> where there was no star Wars for so long, uh, star Trek kind of filled the gap for us. And uh, I remember the, with uh, the next generation, I was really deep into that with, uh, with some of my friends when I was in the, in the U S army. And we would we would watch that. We'd talk about it, but when we we're uh, in in breaks and things. But uh, and and I would say Star Trek comes at that close level. Uh, many cities across the country have Starfleet uh, uh, hubs. There's a Starfleet Columbus, for example, in Columbus, Ohio, where you can go and you can get costumes, you can get stuff, you can meet other Star Trek fans. Uh, so uh, Star Trek kind of rises to that level. There are uh, conventions and, and people who cosplay uh, in, any chance they can uh, in that franchise. But, but Star Trek gets you into a science fiction standpoint and Gene Roddenberry is working a lot harder on social justice issues and on kind of pushing the boundary of those kind of things and where Star Wars was more of a, of a space fantasy. And uh, you can you can definitely see the attraction to people who enjoy fantasy and enjoy Star Wars. Uh, and, and I thought AJ did a nice job uh, kind of summarizing some of the attractions there, too, because uh, those Star, Star Wars uh, connects to people in a different way. And it connects differently than Star Trek, it connects differently than some of these other franchises and um and, and when you have generational properties like Star Trek or Star Wars, um, you'll see they have kind of different influence. So you go back to Star Trek, the, the original series, and it's dated, really, really dated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even the next generation, it doesn't apply to a lot of people these days. You go back to the original Star Wars, and uh, it's still uh, solid today. So uh, I think that's just a, a, some of the things that differentiate Star Wars from 
from everything else. So very rarely do you get um, space fantasy in that kind of uh, in that kind of uh, scale. Yeah, no, I, I can I agree with that a hundred percent because it's it's kind of like um, I mean George Lucas ended up achieving what he set out to do, which was create a modern day mythology. Right now, we still know the story of of Icarus, um, right? And we, we still have some of these just like really really old stories that t- stood t- stood the test of time for thousands of years. But you know, those aren't the only stories that they told back then. What what makes these different? I think he was able to kind of isolate that but a lot of it is, is like like what you said is um when you're aiming these stories especially at a younger audience or a family audience um people like now i feel like i'm just repeating you guys but people can grow <laughs> up with it and but but george lucas also did the homework where you know what i mean there are elements of you know, 1940s Germany <laughs> in here, there's, there's elements of, uh, you know, the, the rebels are Viet Cong. Uh, there's like, there's a lot of really historical things that we can draw parallels to in our own world. Um, so I, while it is I, for kids, there's layers. Go ahead. I, I think something that actually I was, I, it just kind of hit me upside the head when you were mentioning the, those ties. I think something that, that really helps separate it for me as well is, how separate it really is. Because you look at things like Marvel being set in cities on Earth. You look at uh, Star Trek being set in the future and things like that. It's easy to for those to kind of just shift your perspective on our current reality, but Star Wars is different. It's not here. It's completely separated. So it gives you that play space to just kind of get lost in and come up with your own fantasies and your own characters and your own planets and stuff like that. Not to say that you can't in uh, things like Star Trek and stuff like that too, but when it's inherently, you know, a galaxy far, far away in a time period that has long since passed, it just makes it a fun playground at that point to just have fun in. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was going to say one other thing um, is that um, I like the fact that it's also multi-genre. Like Star Wars is just really adaptable to having any sort of genre as long as it's in the universe. Like even with just the movies, you know, like Rogue One is like an espionage spy thriller and like um, Solo is a heist movie and The Mandalorian is a hardcore Western. It's Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, and so just the ability to have anything from harder science fiction all the way through just wacky space fantasy um, is just another it's it breeds a, a, again, it plays into that multifaceted approach where you can just so many different people can find something to love about star Wars, even mm-hmm. if it isn't all for them. Shout out to star Wars visions too. Oh, can't wait. Can't fucking yeah. wait. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's so true, especially, you know, and this is, this was baked into it from the beginning. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is a vastly different movie than, than a new hope. And they're both vastly different than the return of the Jedi. Um, I still I still laugh when I, I try to picture Luke 
explaining the plan in the re- beginning of Return of the Jedi. Like, he's just like, okay, guys, all right, we're going to get Han. This is what we're going to do. Um, okay, first Lando, I want you to infiltrate them. Like, be, be a guard. Okay, cool, good idea. All right, then we're going to have them imprison Chewbacca. We're like, why? And then... Uh, we're going to send the droids ahead, but I'm going to have my lightsaber in R2-D2. Um, you'll see why. <laughs> see, right. I like to imagine that that story went like, all right, so Lando's going to go in and get him. And then a month goes by. I still haven't heard from Lando. You know what? <laughs> y'all, y'all take Chewie, go. And then like a month goes by. Leia, have you heard from Chewie? <laughs> Don't worry, Those guys. I'm a Jedi worse. now. I got this. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm with AJ on now, but it's still perplexing why Luke thought it was a good idea to have R2 hold his lightsaber. Like, what what the thought process is to do that instead of just having it with you? It should have would, would come in real handy with the Rancor there. Right. <laughs> maybe, no maybe R2 just absconded with it. So like R2 and 3PO left, and he just goes, where's my lightsaber? R2 had fully intended on using the lightsaber himself. <laughs> as, I, He's just talking point. to 3PO on the way. All right, so when we get there, you pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till we're in the middle of the desert. And that's where we're going to break free. The, the dead center of the desert. It's going to be great, guys, I promise. And I'm going to do this sick front flip. Uh, so <laughs> keep, your, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um no, I just, yeah, I, I just, I just love it. Uh, I, all right, so I, I got to ask if you guys have any amazing Star Wars stories, not fan fictions or things that you've written, but um, something that happened to you, something that changed or affected your, your life, or it could be a memory of just like sitting down to watch it with, with your, your family or, or whatnot. Um, for, for me, the thing that I always think about is going to, to Star Wars Celebration 2015 and just the energy there. And I was dressed up as Mace Windu. Um, my buddy was a, a Tusken Raider. And just the energy of that was amazing, right? And that one was was in Anaheim. And so we got to hang out um you know, just, just got to do because I was living up in Sacramento, and I'm prior to that I was living in Huntington Beach, um, which is in Orange County. So I got to see a bunch of my old friends, got to make a bunch of new friends. Uh, some of the people I met there, how I was able to move to San Diego and have a place to to live. Um, us sitting in line to see people and the see panels, and watching the first trailer for the force awakens over and over again my buddy travis who i came with is crying each and every time um, but probably my favorite memory of that trip is seeing carrie fisher's panel she was the most lively woman you could ever uh you could ever meet um, so her and her dog on stage and she's just laughing. She has no filter. She does not care. Right. It doesn't matter. And the most memorable part to me is when they're asking questions for people in the audience. And one guy raises his hand and he says, hey, um, at this other convention, 
you and I were supposed to take a picture together and we never got to make that happen. Can I get a picture with you, Carrie Fisher? She's like, yeah, come on stage. And you could tell the host, everyone's like, on stage, what? And this guy, you know, he runs and he climbs up on stage and he takes out his phone and he goes to take a selfie with, with Carrie Fisher. And then she grabs him by his beard and starts making out with him. Oh. <laughs> and we're just like... Uh, All right. <laughs> well, this Holy this cow. this escalated. A, a little I can bit. tell you, when somebody grabs you by the beard, you go where they want. <laughs> <laughs> <That works>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I thought that only worked on leprechauns, but um, no, it's a uh, that's a memory I, I will never forget. Uh, I'm curious if if you guys have any of those or. Um, and who did I start with? We'll go to Aaron first, if, if you have any. Um, so probably some memories I can think of is um, going to Disney World and not um, Galaxy's Edge, because I haven't been there yet, which I'm so sad about. But um, just when they started coming out with all the Star Wars stuff, I wanted to do everything. And I remember um, going there at night and seeing like the Star Wars light show and you know, hearing all of the Star Wars themed music. And that was amazing. Um, I remember I had my son with me, he was little and I just, I wanted him to just be around it. And, and that was a lot of fun, but I definitely also remember. So I've always loved the prequels. Um, there was a period where there was not a whole lot of new Star Wars stuff happening, but I remember seeing the Force Awakens trailer and is like a fire lit up inside of my chest. I was like, oh, gosh. And <laughs> yeah, I watched it over and over again. And then I took my son to see it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like me watching the prequels. And he it was, you know, something I could do with my son now, which I'm sure everyone has that same feeling. Um, and so those are probably like my biggest memories. Um that I have with Star Wars, my Star Wars story. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when you do make it to Galaxy's Edge, are you you going to California or Florida? Florida. Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just gotta ask. I'm in San Diego, so obviously I'm I'm going down here. That's a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 how about you, AJ? Um. So I think my Star Wars story that I always go to is. Um, since my mom was, you know, my mom went and saw, um, a new hope in theaters when she was 10. And then she took me to go see every one of the prequels, probably too many times to count. Um, when they announced the force awakens, the first thing I did was I ran out and I got tickets and they went on sale. I want to say it was in October because her birthday is in late October. And so I went and I got us tickets to the opening night to the first th thing at the IMAX. And, and I gave them to her and she was so excited. And when we got there, they had oversold the theater, which oh. is something they don't do. They don't oversell theaters. They oversell theaters because money, money talks. And so <laughs> we get there and the IMAX is literally packed. Oh. And so we're just like, Okay, well, we walk all the way up to the back and we're kind of standing up against the back and we're like, this isn't, 
this isn't the worst, right? You know, it's a big old IMAX screen. We can, we can stand up here, right? And this guy comes up, one of the ushers, and he goes, hey, sorry, you know, apparently they somehow they oversold. Must have been a bug in the system. It wasn't a bug in the system. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, you know, we, we must have oversold the system. Or it's oversold the seats. So if you guys want, you can either stay here or you can come with me and we're going to put you guys on a different theater, a different screen, and you guys can watch it there comfortably from a seat. And my mom and I were like, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty good spot. And it is IMAX. You know, you know what? We'll stand. And we stood for the entirety of The Force Awakens in the back of the IMAX theater, holding popcorn, sharing it between ourselves. <laughs> I'm over here like crying when Han and Leia's theme starts. Just this weird guy standing in the back of the theater. Oh, look at Han. Han and Leia. Like, <laughs> but like two and a half hours or however long that movie almost was, you know, flew by. And like, it's a story that I'll never forget. Just going with my mom, the woman who introduced me to Star Wars to see the first brand new one in, you know, however many years. I don't want to think about however many years. <laughs> and just, you know, standing there in the back of the theater to watch that movie was was definitely my favorite experience. Awesome. I, I love it. Uh, how about you, Santa? Well, you know, there's, I, I shared that I was able to watch those movies with my kids and that was, that was great. And uh, like Aaron, I had an, uh, an encounter at Disney world completely unplanned. We went down and uh, we're waiting to go in and found out while we were there that it was star Wars days. And uh, you go in, you, of course they had all the stormtroopers and, you had character shoots that you could get with like Chewbacca and, and uh, Jedi Mickey and all of that. It was awesome. Had a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, Mrs. Claus is not such the Star Wars fan. So she wouldn't let me stand in all the lines. I had to pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say this journey that I've been on here in YouTube is a pretty big one. Because uh, if, if you guys didn't catch when I when I was growing up, uh, I didn't have many friends, and, and that story goes pretty far back. But um, you know, I was I was uh, pretty alone uh, when when I was growing up, uh, as far as as friends go. And uh, it's not until recently that I've started to feel more embraced by the community, feel more embraced by other fans, and I, I really got into this because I found that. Uh, I was struggling with why so many people didn't like The Last Jedi. And then you come in and you can meet people like you all and you have these wonderful conversations. You find out that you do have friends. you got friends uh, all over the world. And uh, <laughs> I have just tremendous support. And uh, in the communities have been wonderful for the most part. Uh, I still have to deal with uh, nonsense. Like you'd mentioned, the, uh, the gatekeepers, they... They come at Santa too. <laughs> oh, you couldn't believe it. But uh, so you have to deal with that. But I found uh, recently uh, that, that there's a few people that have really stood by my side and kind of been there with me and uh, helped introduce me to folks like you and, uh, and Star Wars Theory. My goodness, what a surprise that was. Uh, and so I'd say this journey uh, and, and having meetings like this 
has been one of the highlights uh, of, of my entire Star Wars uh, uh, journey to date. So uh, huge thanks for allowing me to come on and to get to meet more folks and have uh, just wonderful conversation. That's, uh, it's really big to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there are more of us. Uh, and e- even what's funny is even the people that don't like it, when you can actually talk to them face to face, you find out that you're not far off as people. You know, it's 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 pretty interesting. Well, that's what I used to say about the prequels. Like, we didn't have social media like it is now. There, there were some message boards and things, but not. It wasn't nearly as perverse. Uh, and you know you didn't do things on your phone. There weren't cell. There weren't texting. <laughs> oh, oh, you had a cell phone, and it. You know what it did? It it dialed. The end. <laughs> Until you ran out of minutes, which just yeah. sounds like a yeah. sounds made exactly. up. Hey, call me back this, after ten. You had this other device called a pager, and the pager you would send text. So you your it was different, and so uh, we. <laughs> We uh we we met face to face, and you know, if if I wanted to defend the Phantom Menace, I didn't think Jar Jar was terrible. Uh, somebody you, would talk to you face to face and say it was terrible, and I said, I didn't think it was, it was but it's, it, it tends to be more civil when you're having those kind of conversations. And uh, what we get today is the uh, in, uh, in all of the different mediums. Uh, the the people who just come hard at people they disagree with and and try to tear them down and uh, that's why I think what what theory and Josh have been doing on nerd theory Monday night the last couple of weeks has been really good it's something that uh, I've been working on for a long time I know you guys are uh, on the same path the same journey and about just bringing fans together and finding out what you it, uh, love and enjoy and when you do disagree you're having these conversations you're not just flailing away at a keyboard yeah and that's one of the reasons why i've uh, enjoyed you know making content stuff on on tiktok specifically because there's a lot less distance between the creator and and the audience and um so I was apprehensive uh, about making content on YouTube and I, I've only started YouTube recently, but, um, I think I, I'm about to pass 130 K on, on TikTok, So I, I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh, so we're, we're moving forward and, um, you know, Cal's just starting his journey on it, but it's, it's such a cool, <laughs> I don't know, like you were saying, it's such a cool community because, you know, I, I met Cal in chat during one of the podcasts and I, I was playing SWOTOR with him last night. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just cool. Uh, but yeah, how about you, Cal? What, what are your, your stories? Oh man, there's a lot. Um, for me though, like it, like Santo was saying, it was a lonely time for, for a lot of it. For me, my, my own personal story, there was a lot of my life that was spent, you know, every year in a new school, we moved around a lot. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up, but for me, when I first got into star Wars with watching, uh, the Phantom Menace in theaters, it was with my best friend who has been there with me throughout everything, star Wars. And that's my sister. Uh, we've been super close growing up and just to have that person 
to to kind of get to enjoy Star Wars with uh, and also like apply a lot of the same life lessons that you can pull from Star Wars uh, to somebody who's lived a very similar life. Um, that's been intensely impactful to always have that that person there that just enjoys it as much as you do. Um, and one of the, the bigger kickers for me in that is we, uh, a few years ago now, we both went and got Star Wars tattoos <laughs> together. She got an awesome, like, super photoreal uh, R2-D2 on her leg, and I have a Rebel Alliance logo on my right over my heart. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, like Santa said, too, it, a lot of it's the people that you meet along the way that that really make it as special as it is it's going to see rogue one with you know a good friend of mine going to cry with my old roommate in the last jedi just with how much that movie hit both of us and yeah no it's just it's it's been a, a surreal fandom that just brings so many people together and that that for me is my biggest highlight that i will never forget is just how many cool people are a part of my life that i get to know now because of a fandom and and uh you know, a set of movies and shows and books. <laughs> nice. No, I, I love it. Um, yeah, personally, no tattoos for me, but I'm thinking a big salacious crumb <laughs> just covers my back. Um, someday. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I made my sister cry. She's also watching the live stream. Oh. Dog alert. Santa's <laughs> got a dog. Oops. Oh, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or maybe a tattoo of um the most beautiful love scene, which was Cy Snoodles and Zero the Hut uh kissing. <laughs> Get that uh, out of my head. Why? <laughs> 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 Just I I, I I yeah, I had to. No, we we also have um you know X Core Gamer Skills uh it says just making content these past few months and finally feeling heard by you guys here. That's my favorite Star Wars story. Um, X4 Gamer Skills, he's, he's awesome. Um, every now and then I I try to do one of these where I just bring on different people from like my Discord and stuff like that. And we just get to, that's the first time I got to talk to him and like it was awesome. I had him on the podcast. Um, Julie Christine said, Went to meet Chewbacca at Disney, and her brother's girlfriend was wearing a Gilmore Girls t-shirt, and Chewie motioned to it and had someone translate to say that he loves Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, we have uh, Liam, who said when he when he got off... Oh, the, the fan podcast I had, um, and he was in his dorm's lounge... And yeah, that was like the last one. And a kid overheard the conversation and introduced himself because he hadn't met anyone yet. And now they hang out and talk and stuff. That's super cool. <laughs> um, Aria L says uh, a friend worked at Skywalker Ranch and was able to get them a tour. Um, and she remembers breaking down, crying, looking at all the lightsaber props. It's just special. Um Mentally ill Sith Lord says his favorite Star Wars memory was when the fleet showed up at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Seeing the galaxy come together uh, made him cry. Got to see it with his dad. I'll never forget it. That is a great mo moment. And um, uh, Connor Fahey talks about uh, watching Rogue One, the Rogue One Vader hallway scene with his friend and punching each other in the arm and fanboying <laughs> over it. 
Nice. <laughs> That's uh yeah, it's that's so cool. I, I just I don't know, I just love having all these moments with this this weird little thing, space fantasy that like just brings people together. Um uh, making a friend because he overheard him talking about it in the dorm lounge. <laughs> that's the, I don't know, that's that's just super cool from to me. Um but yeah, I mean what do you see I guess my next question is uh, what do you think we need? you know, um, as, as a fandom, like going forward, what should we do? Do you think we should, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to come next from star Wars and from the fandom in general? I know it's a broad question, so I I apologize. Um, (laughs) for, for me, when, when I think about it, I, especially after talking to you guys and seeing all these experiences that I I can unequivocally say that Star Wars is for everyone. And so I think what we need is more diverse storytelling. You know, like you you mentioned that some of these can be a romance. Some of them can be a heist movie. Um, And that's also what keeps things from feeling saturated. I remember people were like, oh, we're going to get Star Wars fatigue. We're going to get Star Wars fatigue. Do people have cop show fatigue? How many cop shows are there? (laughs) There's a thousand. There was like a whole period in the early 2000s where all of them was like uh, a cop team plus some random expert on something somewhat unrelated. Like that was a whole genre. (laughs) What season of CSI are they on? What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah so I, I don't believe fatigue to be, be a problem uh as we are moving forward and we now have um disney plus and, and this stuff i i think we need to start to pump out more stories and just keep keep making them get more and more diverse let's make star wars broader um and not focus on making it taller and uh, uh what do you think um aj I mean, one thing I will say is that when you talk about diversity, that's one of my favorite things about the High Republic is that that all of the writers for the High Republic are diverse voices. Like with with like you've got Daniel Jose older, you know, you've got Claudia Gray in there. You've got Kevin Scott. Like there's there's just so many different types of voices working on that. And I think you're right, because what, what we need to do is, like, we, we always agree on this concept of broader, not taller. Like, as much as I love, like, the Kenobi show, I'm, I'm so hyped for Kenobi, but it's just giving me more of what I've already got. Andor is giving me more of what I've already got. Whereas, like, the High Republic is giving me something I've never had before. You know, and I really want more of that and more, like you said, diverse storytellers, more people telling stories that aren't necessarily just the same hero's journey that we've already followed before, Mm -hmm. you know, and like one of the things we all talk about with the sequels is like the mishandling of especially Finn and Poe and Rose. And like, I, I do think a lot of that could have been mitigated with more diverse voices in the writer's room and behind the camera. Like, not that I'm not trying to just criticize things. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying that like those, those characters were not handled to perhaps the best that they could have been. And I think that that's something that we can work on moving forward. We can still enjoy them the way they are, 
but let's move forward and try to be even better and even more inclusive and even more diverse with the stories that we tell. And to, to piggyback on your cop thing, I still want a cop show with two Jedis called Jedi Knights. Like just two Jedi going around the universe, solving crimes, just like policing. Very evocative of, of like Obi-Wan in episode two. Yeah, just kind yes. of going off on his like own mini detective case. Exactly. <laughs> I've always said that it needs to include Coleman Trabor so we can have it be this story that like redeems him a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I mean, the thing I, I keep trying to, uh, to say that we need is we need a, a show that's that's like Cheers, but it's for Dex's Diner. And, oh. and so... Yeah. I picture Dex's Diner is almost like like the, the Denny's where people are there at all times and you know they're all coming in from crazy stories and crazy places or this person just coming in from a concert this guy needs a sandwich after an assassination attempt um, and we we also have uh, and I fully believe that, that Dexter is in the witness protection program, he knows way too much. So that could be the underlying thread of like, he's still trying, he's trying to solve the local problems from his community. Um, Cause he like was an enforcer and a spy and all this stuff, but he has to keep his identity secret and people are looking for him. That's what I want. That's That'd be a cool show. <laughs> and then we can explain why, the biggest smile that Obi-Wan ever gives in Star Wars is when he sees Dex. <laughs> like, we can finally figure out why those two are so close. I mean, that's one of my biggest smiles, too, is when I see Dex, so I don't know. Um, it's the exact opposite of Pong Krell. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, uh, uh, Santa? Uh, I had this discussion with Thor Skywalker uh, a couple months ago. Because uh, Thor is, is more on the negative side towards uh, the sequels, and that's a that's putting it mildly, right? But uh, he, uh, he, but he also tries to reason with people. He doesn't put anybody down for thinking differently. But so uh, the conversation was how how do we move forward? And and I think that what we see, especially with the fandom growing older. Um, in, in people wanting content that is more age specific. And, and I thought it was really well put earlier that Star Wars was made for kids, even though it's got mature themes and, and, and things like that in it. But uh, getting all of your story told in a movie is a very tough task. A movie is a great event, but mm -hmm. as far as like carrying out an entire uh, story arc, it's difficult, especially at the level that people want from Star Wars. And uh, Disney Plus seems to be the, the right medicine. If you get uh, more shows like The Mandalorian, we had tremendous uh, improvement in uh, fan relations, if you want to put it that way. We had a, a tremendous improvement in attitudes and uh, optimism around what uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing uh, and those stories have more time to breathe. They got more time to develop character arcs, more time to develop story arcs. You're not squished into, uh, you know, an hour and a half to three hours 
in, in trying to tell that whole story. And I think that's where a lot of people feel disconnected with this, the sequels. They're trying to introduce all these characters and tell all their story arcs and all of the story in, in short little uh, segments. So we let these things grow out through series, multiple series uh, that can happen uh, in different eras, different genres. Uh, that's the whole thing about Andor. Andor is uh, approaching a different genre, right? It's, it, it, and we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more uh, diversity of storytelling brought in from not just uh, space uh, fantasy, but <laughs> but you're going to get more of you know uh, murder mystery or uh, adventure, those kind of things brought in, and uh, and the story's more time to breathe, more time to tell. Uh, so I think that's really the the right answer. And so I mean, Disney Plus, the way the pandemic hit and people can't go out to theaters and all that, uh, kind of timed well for the franchise and hopefully uh, we stay on this path for some time and the focus goes away from these great big tent pole movies then that everybody then complains that I'm you know what happened to all this backstory or these people or those people this story or that story that wasn't told well you can only tell so many stories and with so many characters in a given time so uh, I think I think you guys are all on the right path there. It's it's about it's about uh, more storytelling, and that'll that'll cure a lot of ills. Yeah, yeah and that's actually and, and it's funny because I I, of, I often see it as um, a complaint against either the Last Jedi or Kathleen Kennedy, and I, I hear people say, "Oh, well, that's why Solo failed." as because of them or because you know and that's why we don't get those other movies and you're like no no it's 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 the opposite do you remember the movie rumors that were going on at the time there was rumors that we were going to get some type of mandalorian film and there is rumors that we were going to get an obi-wan film yeah well you, those you are tv shows now like that's, a lot. that's the point that's what happened it wasn't a failure it was a pivot yeah, and an it, excellent it, one you're exactly right. And I, you hear a lot of people complain about Finn and all the potential that uh, his character had and how it fell short. Well, you also had Rose and her character underutilized and not no room. And what, what part of the story do you take out to put those in? Like they already feel rushed. The movies already feel frenetic. Well, how are you going to expand Finn's story and Rose's story and tell Ray's backstory, fill out more of her story arc? What about Poe? I mean, there's just so many characters that you don't have the space to carry out their stories without sacrificing something else. And sure, I want to see more of Finn's story. Absolutely. I'm dying to see more of it. There was just not room. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard, and then I, uh, I, yeah, that's why I, I can't wait to see things going forward. Also, books, comics, things like that, because um, to me, I don't know if you guys agree, but the book universe I actually put over the film and TV uh, <laughs> personally because you get that time to marinate and to to hit all the threads. You don't have to rush to fit this in you don't have a budget you don't have to 
invent technology to make certain effects work, right? I mean, this is the most powerful graphics card uh, around, you know? And so I, I love that we can um, really utilize that. But uh, how about you, uh, Cal? What do you think? Well, I mean, a lot of... It's tough because a lot of what I want, I feel like I'm getting. Um, we're getting a lot of, I mean, what is it? At this point with the Book of Boba Fett, 11 new shows in total. Like, it's awesome. We're, we're at such an awesome time to be Star Wars fans. There's two theme parks. There's, you know, 11 shows, a whole new genre of, uh, or a generation and time period of books that we're exploring. Um, we're getting, a so we're getting a lot of that. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So that for me, like, I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's a great time to be a star Wars fan for content and perspectives and stuff like that. What I want to see is I want to see the community be better. Personally, I want to see less people touting like, Oh, it's just, uh, you know, people wanting diversity like like we don't need you know a trans character in star wars and stuff like that but it's like we have that now like in our lives like those people exist in our lives now so why wouldn't they exist in star wars let them exist let all of these different perspectives be there i want i want star wars fans to just be less picky I used to be a very picky eater when I was a kid. And for me, it's like the, the Star Wars saga movies are all like, like you got the original trilogy that's just like steak. And then you have the prequel trilogy that's like, you know, sushi. A lot of people like it, but it's, you know, off-putting to some. And then you have the the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. as something completely different too. But it's 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 all different flavors of star Wars and we're getting so many different flavors and I'm just so excited for that. And I just want people to, I don't know, you know, don't eat just steak, try other things. <laughs> let's, let's get other things. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I get so tired of seeing kind of the same stories be told over and over and over again. I was a little disappointed with the force awakens because I thought, I'm like, okay, we're going to kind of just get what we had before and cool. But it just it exploded into to so much more, and I'm so excited for it. And I think that's why I've I've clung to the the High Republic era as much as I have, because it, there's just so many different perspectives and just so many different stories that are being told there. That I'm just like, yes, this is what <laughs> I've wanted. It's so good, and I, I just I don't know. I want. I feel like as a community, I want to see more positivity and acceptance around that. That's that's what I would want is is just more inclusion and for Star Wars to be a safe space for that stuff, because it's yeah. it's fantasy. Like, why can't it be for everybody? Now, I, you beautifully said. I mean, because that's that's really what I mean when I say Star Wars is for everyone. That means that if maybe you don't personally identify with this character, that's okay. Someone else does. It's mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. So not every single character has to be for you. And it's okay to let them exist. You know, let's let's not try to petition to remove anything that you don't like personally. That's mm-hmm. like that's like asking a restaurant to remove every dish that you don't enjoy. That's exactly. super, super exactly. weird. 
Um, well, who needs pineapple on pizza? I mean, come on. I mean, I think it's hip to hate on it. I think it's pretty tasty. Pineapple and pepperoni is my go-to, uh, personally. Nice. So that's spot on, though. Like, I always tell people the story of my nine-year-old daughter who, like doesn't really like star wars but the second i was like hey you want to watch this one where there's a girl jedi she's like heck yes i do right. <laughs> you know it's not for everyone but it's for someone and if you exactly. want star wars to be for everyone you need something for someone or for everyone it, and also i i have to just make fun of the whole um tara Concerate situation because yeah the character is two beings with one consciousness it's one they are one person in two bodies of course they're non-binary <laughs> like that's the definition exactly. of a they that is the mm-hmm. definition of a they <laughs> right yeah um, and, and I, I i i get so frustrated when people oh they're forcing it in there and stuff like that it's like no they're they're finally showcasing what has always been we're finally getting to see something because it's, it exists in our lives. It, it's everywhere we are. So it stands to reason that it would be there too. Uh, also, and, I get asked like uh, those people, do they get mad when they see venom? Cause, right. Cause venom gave birth to carnage. Um, that's not a, a super masculine thing to do. And <laughs> in, in, in my opinion, but it's, it's an, an alien. Do they, do those people get mad at, at seahorses? I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. It's not on my watch. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's just so frustrating. I, I'm just. It's it's hard to on one hand be so excited to be like, oh yes, like new flavor of food that I haven't gotten to eat. Like this is exciting, and then to to be reading it and be excited about it, and then the moment I go online to be like, oh let's see how excited everybody is. There's just absurd hate for no reason. And I'm like, well, but, but it tastes good, though. Like, it's cool. Like, it's it's new. I don't know. It's It, it gets disheartening. And I, I feel like it's up to us as fans to just be better. And that's that's what I want to see is, is I'm, I'm growing up loving the prequels and getting hated for not hating Jar Jar. Like, I didn't think he was a bad character. I don't know. I hate seeing it repeat. I hate seeing people get hate for enjoying something. Like, no one's fun is wrong. Yeah. It's just their fun. Yeah. Ah, I, I love it. Um, what, what are your thoughts, uh, Aaron? What, what do we need? Um, well, definitely to just kind of reiterate, I would definitely say, well, the best and the worst thing about Star Wars is the fans. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wish that we could just be more unified. Like we all feel so passionately about this, um, this franchise and to be so um, divisive and hateful about a character or the possible idea of a character or whether a character is going to be non-binary or, or female or, you know, black or Asian and, um, it's it's just nasty, ugly, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, no, I love Star Wars, but I'm not I'm not that fan. I'm I I love everything about Star Wars. Like if I dislike something, I'm not gonna you know impose my opinion on everyone around me and just 
it's like poison. So I, I wish that, and I don't know how, <laughs> but I wish we could be more unified um, because it's just ultimately it's something we all really care about. And with all the new projects coming up and new shows and movies, um, yeah, I just wish that, uh, you know, the toxic people or we could all just be better. Because um, I often think about, like, you were talking about Cal with the prequels, Jar Jar Binks, um, Ahmad Best, and Jake Lloyd, and, like, how they got so much hate. And then now with John Boyega and um, Kelly Tran, it was, mm-hmm. like, it was terrible. It was, like... Yeah, don't take out your hate for characters on the people that portrayed them and, and brought them to life. Like, that that's... No. Right. Or <laughs> even, so like... Sad. George Lucas, when he was getting so much hate for like the prequels, I'm like, he's the creator of Star Wars. <laughs> like, why are you <laughs> bullying him? It's his ideas. Like, it, so I just, you know, moving forward, I hope, I I do hope that it's more um, inclusive, it's more diverse, um, which I I think it will be. Um, and uh, yeah just let the fandom be try to be better you know not be so it's like i think it's the most toxic fandom but it's something i want to be a part of but just not that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so, just you know hopefully moving forward you know we can just be more positive oh, 100% i want to comment on that though what you're saying about um like loving to be a fan of it and wanting to be a fan of it, but the toxicity does make it hard, especially during those moments of drought between the different trilogies. It was hard to be a fan sometimes because you you see people just be so horrible to, to the act, like, especially with like the the stories too, with, with the mod best, how he was legitimately on a bridge to kill himself. Yeah. That's terrible. Like, no. And like, it, it just hurts to to be a Star Wars fan sometimes to just see that that stuff's happening from people that are supposed to be loving something and then taking it out on George, like you said, like you guys wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for him. You should be thanking him. Like, even if it's something that you disagree with down the road, like you still got to have the good. Right. Just because there's, there's something that you didn't like doesn't mean that it undoes all of the good you had. And that's that's where I get so frustrated. And I, I think you're saying you don't know what what can be done to help change that. But I think what Chaco is doing here too, with bringing voices from the community, like it's it's making changes to even see like Star Wars theory bringing in different people, like even people that he has stated he disagrees with, on to talk about it. I don't know. I, I'm Absolutely. getting super optimistic, and <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, I am too, and I think. I think uh, it is great what you're doing, Darth Traco. I'll When I first joined TikTok, I, you know, just started making, like, funny videos. And then I came across, you know, on my For You page, all of a sudden, like, Star Wars stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, like, there's a Star Wars, like, crew on here? And I remember finding all these people. And and honestly, I've come across some of the, the best people, people who, like, are my friends that I don't have in my real life but um on like on social media i've come across more amazing people than than terrible people so um i think 
communicating like this and, and uh, you know, even talking to the people who disagree with, you know, civilly, I think that uh, that definitely would is a step in the right direction. Yeah. You know, and and I, I want to just reiterate with this, like we have seen the toxic voices tend to be the loudest and, and it can be discouraging, especially as a creator, when you want to be someone positive and you want to be a positive voice and you just get drowned out by this sea of negativity. And like, I've felt that where some days I'm like, you know what, maybe it's just not <laughs> worth making positive Star Wars content anymore when it just seems like the sea is so negative. But the fact is we will never beat that negativity if we stay silent. Right. Like Chaco said, there are more of us. There are more casual fans who just enjoy Star Wars. And if we if we stay quiet, if we don't participate in the discussion, then yeah, it will become more negative. And that it becomes an echo chamber of negativity and toxicity. And so it's it's up to us who feel positively about this to continue to spread that positive message because we're going to get out there and we're going to be loud enough and proud enough that eventually like we can be the loudest voices. We can be just as loud as they can. We just have to not let them discourage us because at the end of the day, I think we all just want, we all just want star Wars to be fun and for everybody. And we just want to have a good time loving this thing that we love, you know? Right. And, and so to anybody who's experiencing that toxicity, who wants to create or already does, just keep pushing through it. Don't give in to their negativity. Be positive and know that everybody here and everybody, you know, out there on this chat and everything, we got your back. We're here for you. Yep. But I, I, I just caution a little bit about um, the people who dislike a, a certain Star Wars and seeing them as, as the, the enemy, right? So... Mm -hmm. Uh, because like you, I've I've been drowned in waves of negativity when uh, somebody says, is there anybody who can even defend the sequels? And I said, well, sure, I'll jump in. But as soon as I do, you've got 20 people piling on and, uh, and it just becomes this wave that overcomes and it's hard to get your voice heard. And uh, I don't know that we, especially within the 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 folks who are talking about Star Wars every day uh, on YouTube and social channels. I don't know that we are a majority, but uh, the thing is we're not uh, so small that, that uh, we shouldn't exist. We absolutely should exist and we should have a voice in the people who feel emboldened uh, by these echo chambers they're in and then come out of their echo chamber and try to impose that negativity on others, that's where I have big problems. Uh, why would you take anybody else's joy away? Why would you try to change somebody's opinion who loves something to hate it? Why would you try to tear somebody down who uh, is feeling good? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I've used I've used the example as, as Santa Claus. I, I get to visit with uh, thousands of kids 
every year who come to visit me and tell me what they want for Christmas. And if you're the guy who wants to come into the line and tell people that Santa Claus isn't real, you're the problem, right? So let people have their belief. Let people uh, have faith. Let people have a little joy. Uh, and, and even people who are in on the, on the bit, right? They know what Santa Claus is about. Uh, still get some joy from coming and visit and saying hi. So you can bring some light and some positive energy into the world, or you can bring negativity. And I just choose to bring the, the, the positivity and uh, the things that I don't like. I'm not going to be trying to tear somebody down because uh, they do like it. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. 100% agree with that. It's, I, for me, I don't know. I don't know why people are so negative about it. And, and want to take someone's fun away, like you're saying. Like, it's so much easier to just enjoy it and, like, find the things that you like in it. There's Sure, sure there are movies that are on the bottom of my list as far as, you know, the overall ranking of Star Wars, but I can still find things in those movies that made me smile, that made me love Star Wars more. And that's why I, I really liked uh, Chaco's little series as well on you know, three awesome things about, you know, whatever movie or whatever trilogy, like it, there just needs to be more of that positivity because there are good things in all of those movies. Even if you don't like the sequel trilogy, there are some good things in them. And I I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I don't know. It's such an easier life to leave the theater with a smile on your face. I feel like, and it, it, even if it's not for, for something for you, you're like, you know what? That was good. I can definitely see how some people are going to like that. Yeah, and, and that that's and it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you're right. Even if you didn't particularly love it, like there's no reason to, I've never understood the idea of making a personality out of not liking something. Right. Like if I don't like something, I'm going to spend less time dwelling on it. Like the people who spend their entire time dwelling on the things they didn't like, like, let's just try to find common ground on the things we do like. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I also intend to grow more here on, on YouTube because, you know, it's, it's hard to, to be, to be quite honest. I, I do feel pretty certain that there are, more people who are favorably or or neutral or who would never go on the internet to spread these things. Um, I, I do fully believe that there's a lot more of those people out there. And I, I didn't until I started making content and I started hearing how many people were like, I was afraid to make Star Wars content until mm -hmm. I started seeing this stuff. I would have never gone on YouTube. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just avoid it altogether because I don't want to deal with it. Like I hear so I hear that daily. So it's it's hard to say. I, I don't I can't say that I honestly believe that there's more people who didn't like it than, than do like it. And I really think it if you put out a poll just depends on who's putting out the poll. If I put out the yeah. poll, I'd get a different ratio as well. Um, but none of that, none of that matters because um, uh, the way you put it is exactly right. It's just, it's just much easier to like something. I think of, um, think of my family. 
So uh, <laughs> my family is as well. I, I don't even really think about how wild like it is with my family because I have, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Um, now, growing up, my older sister was born before my parents were married. She always had the last name Bateman. Um, I probably shouldn't have said the last name. Anyway, she had a different last name than the rest of us. <laughs> um, so, uh, and it wasn't until I was much older that I found out that she actually has a different dad. Um, you know, but she's my sister. I grew up with her, right? Well, when I'm 17 or so, right, my parents get divorced much later. My dad uh, remarries. And so he marries a, a white woman. And they have two kids themselves. And she was previously married uh, to a Filipino guy, and she had two kids with him. So we all go, <laughs> go out to dinner, and technically it's, you know, it's, it's me and my little brother who are full blood, right? My sister is technically not related to my dad, uh, but she's here, and she's our sister. We have... Um, my two new younger siblings, who are my half si siblings, were there, and then I had, uh, you know, Sarah, who there's no blood relation to, but she's now my sister as well. And the whole point is, families are weird. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> uh, you know, uh, 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 Element Seven likes to say we we. It sounds like a, a Benetton ad. You know, we are the, the racially diverse uh, cast of a CW show. Um, <laughs> and it's, but, but it's, it's funny, you know, uh, eventually my, my sister, for instance, changed her last name and it matches ours now. I get Ray Skywalker. You know what I mean? I, I understand fully of what that means to someone. Uh, to find family, to find family with people you are not related to, um, mm -hmm. it just it just makes sense to me. And so I also feel like that's of all things, I feel like that's the worst to try and take away from people. No, you're not blood related. You can't be family. And then you're like, like a little kid who's adopted, and you're like, no, they're not your family. And you're like, God, just <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. That's it's just nasty. And I'm I'm somebody who's changed their name. So like I for me I, I completely get it. And it always blows my mind how people have such a problem with it when it's like see you don't want to call her Ray Skywalker, but you'll call Kylo Ren Kylo Ren. You'll call Finn Finn. You'll call Vader Vader. Like how is it any different? It's somebody who's adopting a new persona. It's a, it's a, they're being added to a legacy, and I, I don't know. I, I I think Chaco, you'll kind of get this as well. Like in the old Republic MMO, you have a legacy title. You have that name oh, that yeah. all of your characters get. <laughs> totally forgot about that. That's a good point. Ray is just in that legacy now. She <laughs> has that that legacy name with her now. And it was, you know, due to the, the found family aspect, which comes back so frequently in Star Wars. And as somebody who has gone through, you know, a lot of divorces and step-siblings and stuff like that growing up, um, found family speaks to a lot of people. And to try and say that that stuff isn't valid or doesn't exist 
it just it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, As someone who's a part of the oh okay, <laughs> someone who's a I'm a part of the like cosplaying community, and um, I have a lot of friends who also cosplay um, who are black, and they. You, love star wars and they want to cosplay characters they love like um you know han solo and and when i'm on tiktok they just get dragged and say like well you can't be this character you're black or you know you can't how could you relate to this character you know you you're black and for a long time i wanted to cosplay ray skywalker but i knew one if i did people just that's like a double whammy Double whammy. They already hate Ray Skywalker. So if I were to, I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But she just um, resonates with me so much for many different reasons. But especially the the name Skywalker, her uh, taking up that name. I, I was like, it's too important for her um, not to be seen, especially by people of color. Like I could be like a representative of that. Like I could be Ray and I can also be black and cosplay as her. And um, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was very hesitant for a long time, but um, you know, just the more I think about it and how important her character is and the things that she goes through and how she's taken up the name Skywalker. It's um, I think it's important for people to see. So <laughs> so that's the personification of the sound. I'm not gonna do. It. I'm just thinking about doing it. Well, we do have. Uh, I, I want to just touch base on that real quick because Aaron, uh, I've had the opportunity to meet Larry Jefferson, and I doubt any of you know him by name. But Larry Jefferson is uh, Black Santa Claus in the Mall of America in Minnesota. And he uh, he is a army veteran who lives in Texas and had an opportunity to meet him. And of course, as a, being an African American man and playing Santa Claus, uh, that he gets some pushback because Santa Claus is traditionally, you know, white guy. So, uh, but when you meet Larry, uh, he has the heart and spirit of Santa Claus that is undeniable. He is one of the best Santa Clauses in the world. Uh, wonderful heart wonderful human being. And uh, he, he and I were talking and he came to me and said, uh, I don't know what I would do if I was invited to go to the Trump White House as Santa Claus. I said, well, you, you need to do uh, what Jesse Owens did for the Olympics, right? He went to the Olympics when, uh, when <laughs> Hitler was hosting them and he, uh, <laughs> He, he dominated the Olympics. He made uh, set world records and he changed the perspective many people around the world had of uh, Americans and of uh, black men uh, athletes. So uh, I fully encourage you, please uh, you don't let any of that be a hindrance. Uh, and I'll tell you the same thing I told Larry Jefferson, right? Take take uh, Jesse Owens on as uh, as a mentor, uh, as a as a lesson, and 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 uh, be that uh, be Ray Skywalker. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always like when it comes to the Ray Skywalker discussion. 
I always say it's super corny. I know it, but if Ray can be a Skywalker, we can all be Skywalkers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not corny. That's, that's beautiful. It's that's like, I, and I know like people always look at me and they're like, oh, that's, that's so, you know, like childish or something. And I'm like, and who cares? I want to be a Skywalker. And like, they're like, well, then then I'm I'm Jim Kenobi. And I'm like, well, then if that's cool. what you want to be like, cool. Good for you, man. Right. Like, Be what makes you smile. What makes you happy? I feel like it's just a bunch of people that were always told no for their own fun growing up that now that there's oh, well, now I have to tell everybody else no, because right. you know, I, I didn't get to have my fun. It's like, no, 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 no. Have fun. <laughs> like, like, just like be free in the space enjoy it i think the thing that that blows me away is how many people try and shut it down and it's like you realize more fans means more money to the the franchise as a whole which means more stuff more you know i'm somebody that likes all the legos and stuff like that like it means we're gonna get more sets of legos we're gonna get more stories more movies like you know bigger parks they might expand galaxy's edge and stuff like that like let people love it. Let people live in it because you trying to shut them down and take it away from them. You're only hurting yourself in the long run. The reason why star Wars is as big as it is right now is because the stories have been getting more diverse. It still has a ways to go, but that's it's because it's doing that. Star Wars is growing at such an awesome rate. And it's just one of those things that like, if, if you know, this movie or this character didn't speak to you, that's cool. Go rewatch the original trilogy. It's still there. Go rewatch, you know, your favorite episode of Clone Wars. Go, you know, play that game of that, you know, you used to like or read that Legends book. Jedi Just because it's Legends it's doesn't... It's a very good one. <laughs> um, just because new stuff comes out that is not your cup of tea, it doesn't mean that what you do love and your tea is gone. Go back and drink it. Like, right. <laughs> uh, well, and like you said, we do have that bright future coming. So I, I'm, I'm curious. This is going to be my uh, last go around. But let's let's talk about what you guys are most excited about that is coming up. Because yeah, we got a ton of projects plus books and all this stuff. So what are you most excited about that's coming up um, and why? And then let's also end it with. Um, if you have any final thoughts and where everyone can find you and your awesome content. Um, real quick, I, in the chat, I got uh, Jack Brody, who's stoked for Ahsoka, uh, which same, uh, Ashen um, Batoa, I probably butchered your last name, so I apologize. Uh, Star Wars Freaking Visions. Yeah, huge anime fan myself. And when she said this was going to be 25,000 years of Star Wars history... I'm like, what? What? Did, did, she, yeah. did she know she's she's talking Donna the Jedi stuff? Like, whoo. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Commander uh, Nidrix, uh, The Acolyte is my most hype show because it's set in the last days of the High Republic. Same. Uh, Sebi says Ahsoka and Kenobi. Um, Ashen's also excited for the, for the Bad Batch, which, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be covering on my channel here. Um, Star Wars lawyer, uh, Chris says Lando, 
<laughs> so give me more content for my page. He does a great uh, Lando cosplay. Um, mm. Although he needs to he needs to do a Vader cosplay. I mean, his thing is he can do a Mufasa vocal impression. So it seems logical that you need to be Vader because there, there's some overlap there. <laughs> yeah, he'd crush it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Leia Love says uh, Kenobi, uh, <laughs> because if they don't address the teen, I will revolt. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, Liam says Acolyte and Bad Batch. Um, uh, let's see. Jack Brody says Ezra being the new canon Joris Sabayoth in Ahsoka. I think that might be interesting. Um, I don't I don't want it, but <laughs> it would be interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that how that his last name is pronounced? Uh, I've heard. Uh, OK, so. I go by the vocal pronunciation from Mark Thompson in the 20th edition re-release of the audiobook, where he says he says uh, Jeruus Sabaoth is how he. Wow, that is nothing like what my head read that as. <laughs> Which is fine, but like this is why people will sometimes crucify me for my pronunciations. I'm like, I read this when I was like 12. I don't know. Well, I, I have the exact opposite problem since I mostly do audiobooks and I try to like type something. I'm like, how do you? How do you? I, I'm the same way. I'll try and look up characters from the higher public. I'm like, I don't know how to spell Martian Rowe. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even I can't even type something close enough for Google to help me find it so I know how to spell it. You know what I mean? You know what when oh, yeah. spell check fails you, you're like, ah, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, yeah, what, what are you guys <laughs> most excited for? And um, I think I started with Aaron last time. So uh, AJ, as well so- as where we can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, the thing I'm most excited for, I've been asked this question a million times and I always answer differently. But currently, um, I ended up picking up, I didn't even know that Last Shot existed. For the people who don't know, it's a Han and Lando novel written by the one and only Daniel Jose Older. I, I didn't know it existed. No one ever talks about this book. I am halfway into it. I'm in love. And so all I can think about is how much I need Lando yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm re- like to anybody who hasn't read this book, it's amazing. And like, it's it just like totally unexpected. Like I, I had no expectations going into it. Really good book. Um, but yeah, like for the moment, Lando jumped way up on my hype, <laughs> especially I don't know if it's been confirmed yet if we're getting Donald Glover back. I don't remember, but like, please, like I need it to be mainly focused on him 150%. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the big thing that's on my brain right now. Um, just one more time. I'm Jedi underscore star killer on TikTok and the SK base here and which. Awesome. And, uh, Sam. Oh, I, I, there's, there's, Three things. I'll put it in the chat now. Uh, the Rebels sequel inspired uh, live action shows. So Ahsoka, for sure. 
And uh, then Rangers, New Republic, uh, the, with Harris Adula, the Ghost Crew, uh, yes. expecting that to be fantastic. And then, uh, you know, Kessel Run Transmissions uh, shared that there is a yet-to-be-announced Ezra and Thrawn show. Mm-hmm. So those three are the ones that have me most excited because I think they'll culminate in a big uh, movie event and, uh, and and another big wave of uh, big uh, universe kind of galaxy battle. Uh, it should be it should be fantastic. Really excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, again Star Wars Santa. You can find me on YouTube. Search it. You'll you'll find me. And uh, we're just trying to spread some positivity and and uh, get people hyped about Star Wars and excited, feel like they can have a, a, a fun place to talk about Star Wars. So thank you very much for the opportunity to be here tonight. I've had a great time. Yeah, thank you for, for joining, and I'll definitely be having you back. Um, Cal? You say that the Rangers of the Republic is going to feature Hera Sandula. Is that actually what that's, is that true? That's, that's the rumors. Yeah. That that is the. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's like confirmed but not confirmed, but like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that might change my answer a little bit, but I was going to say, um, I believe their TikTok is at Marvel Rights, um, but one of the book club members made this little collage of some of my favorite characters. But if you can see that. Huge fan of Rebels, so anything tied to that, I'm going to be hyped for. Uh, I love Ahsoka, so I'm going to be glued to that when that comes out, and Kenobi as well. Um, I hope they bring in ties from the Legends Kenobi novel for the show, because that was also a very, very, very good book. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm certain Plug Eye is going to be in it. And, and I, I need them to be. Plug Eye is canon, <laughs> by the way. Plug Eye really? Is canon. I didn't know that. From okay. a certain point of view. Plug IPS. Oh, I need to actually get that book. But I, I think like kind of a blanket statement of what I'm excited for is I'm excited for everything coming out of the High Republic era. It's it's just been so good. Like some of the best books, the best audiobooks that I've listened to. Like legitimately when I'm driving listening to them, I'm like shaking in my car, like, yes, these moments <laughs> are so cool. Uh, like especially with like the Nihil when they because they they made a bunch of new music for the audiobooks and stuff like that too for them just like the atmospheric music for the Nihil and stuff like that it's just intense I'm like yeah I'm all about this whole thing so anything coming from there I'm I'm hyped for but um, I guess where where I can be found is pretty much Cal Four on everything um, uh, TikTok just started up there. Uh, YouTube technically has that too, but I don't have anything there besides like four-year-old Overwatch highlights. Um, <laughs> and uh, Instagram, I believe Cal dot four is is my Instagram for that. So awesome, yeah. wonderful, and uh, uh, like when you're you're sitting in in traffic, but you have the audiobook, and you're you're like kind of irritated that you're in traffic, but you make it all the way home. And you don't go inside because you have to finish listening to this part. And then you think of how stupid that is, that you were just irritated being in traffic, but now you're home and you're not getting out of your car. Yeah, that's... I, I've legitimately done that when I've, I've gotten to a client's job site. My boss has texted me like, hey, did you make it there yet? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a good chapter in my book and I, I couldn't stop listening to it. Trying to figure but, out what this purple rod is. Like, what does it mean? Right? Um, <laughs> I need to know. Uh, 
uh, Aaron, well, how about you? Um, man, I'm so excited for everything. I think this uh, new wave of Star Wars material is, I think it's all going to be excellent. But I'm excited for the Ahsoka show because I love her. I'm definitely excited for the Kenobi show. But um, Vision, I, I'm definitely really excited for. And this is, again, kind of speaking on, like, broadening the fandom like it's going to be an anime version of star wars storytelling like i don't know like what two better things to combine <laughs> I, I think that's going right. to be so good and it, i it's going to dive more into like the myths and and like legends of oh i'm so excited i cannot wait for that one that one's probably my my biggest one so yeah oh and um where you can find me i'm on TikTok, the name is Aaron, but it's spelled kind of phonetically. So it's E-H-H-R-H-E-N-N. And that's the same on Instagram too. But my TikTok is funner than Instagram. So <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> and, and I did put it in the description already. Um, I haven't put everyone's in there. I, I will be doing that as soon as this is over. But people in the chat were already asking how to find you. So I, <laughs> oh, okay. I went ahead and did that. Um but uh, yeah, and for for myself, I I really am excited for visions, especially because of this whole time period. I feel like this could be like the what do the Lord of the Rings fans call it? The Similarion, Similarion, Yes. Wow, I just butchered that. <laughs> Woo! I was gonna say like as as a resident lore master on TikTok, that's gonna be awesome fodder for for you on that one because it's just that whole time frame yeah yeah i i absolutely can't wait uh again uh just looking at the ahsoka background which is the virgin scatter the world between worlds and lines up with the planets with with forest virgences and you're just like i i need to know what that means i don't know what that means i need to know it's gonna kill me if i don't find out so yes definitely hype uh for that and, um, you know, and definitely getting more dark side lore in the Acolyte because we don't have any canon dark side stuff. I love the Darth Bane trilogy so much. I love um, Deceived. I love Plagueis. We don't we don't have any canon equivalent. So I can't wait for us to, to get into that. Um, again, it's a super duper bright future. I we're going to be going some wild places with it so thank you guys so much for joining me for for nerding out with me um this has been super awesome a lot of fun one of my favorite episodes so far uh yeah i can't wait to have you guys all back and um may the force be with you always <laughs> <laughs>